Right, gang, it's podcast time again. So, so it's me, Aidan, and Mike with his wife. Good evening. How's it going? No Rob this week. Cause no we... Rob. Although we'll try and get him on next week. Yeah, we'll week. try and get him on next week if I can be asked for it. Yeah, the good week. energy, if you ask me. Yeah, and like you say, you did stop us from... And bad energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that religious stuff he kept going on about. The fact that you came dressed as a Kevin <laughs> Spacey. Yeah. As a real mute point. Yeah. Yeah, he told me plans to, to, to do every podcast uh, dressed as a different Kevin Spacey film going to. Have you seen he's getting removed from a film? Not Rob, Kevin Spacey. I was going to say, it was <laughs> the first I've heard that my brother's got himself into it. And back out of. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, someone's making some film about, you know, about time. I've heard that, was it, isn't it like six weeks away from being released? So he couldn't yeah. have been in it for that long. No, I don't. Him I and think... Russell Crowe are doing, there's a few of them are doing a lot of that just appearing for a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good money, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, he's apparently... It's about... I don't know if you remember or know of this. Like, you know the Gettys in America? Oil-rich family. Jean-Paul Getty is, is the, the main man of it. Like, he named all his kids Jean-Paul as well, because mm. apparently abusing them wasn't enough. I can't believe he did that, so, you know, don't take me to go. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically his grandson got kidnapped in, like, Italy. And... Essentially, he was like, yeah, I'm not giving you any money. So they started cutting bits Sounds of familiar, but I don't... Yeah, yeah so I don't they, they cut his kids, ear, his grandkids' ear off and sent it to him in the post and he still wouldn't pay him. He's just like, no, fuck you. I'm not getting any money just because you've got one of my like, grandkids. Did he end up dead? I, uh, I, don't, I can't remember how it shook out. Um, I, I mean, if I was the kidnapper, I, I'd have killed him at that point. I'd be like, right, fuck you, <laughs> I'm not going to pay, I'm going to kill your kid. But, um, but yeah, so that's what the film's about. But apparently it's mainly focused on, like, this kid's mum and then Kevin Spacey and it is Jean-Paul Getty. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But apparently he only that. did, like, nine or ten days of filming and they're getting uh, Christopher Plummer in to replace him. And that, that's, Good that's, on him. That's Kevin Spacey knowledge. Yeah, so anyway, so Rob is back in Warrington, uh, so... <laughs> So, yeah, we need just some way to, to, to hook that shit up. We'll think of something. Yeah. You're the man with the technological know-how. Yeah, yeah. Got an interview tomorrow, I was telling you. It's, it's far away, but it's quite a lot of money, so it's going to go. So, Maybe you yeah. can get a better cleaner, because your cleaner's just broke your washing machine. <laughs> she has not broken the washing machine. You broke it, mate. But our cleaner is not strong enough to rip a doll off a washing machine. She used it last. I <laughs> Doesn't matter. And she There's burns no... my trousers as well. Yeah, yeah, you deserve that, though, mate. In all fairness, we have the same cleaner. I live in a different house. Yeah, but um, she just breaks things. I'm not sure she does. Feel like feel like she's getting a bit of unfair unfair hassle, eh, Mike? There's no. I mean, look at it. It's proper broken. It looks like someone took a slap. But Carla says off. she's really strong. She doesn't look particularly strong. Like she's yeah. got swiney arms. Is it swiney? No, it's Swanee? Swan? Swanee. You know what I'm talking about. Ah, we'll make it brawny, maybe? I don't know. No, swinery. You know that word. It means about pigs. S-W-I-N-R-Y. No, that's not a word, man. Swinery or something like that. Nah. Look it up on Google quickly. Nah, it's it's not a word. You're a fucking liar, Mike. I've Googled it and it says not a word. Um, Right, so Swinee is a small village on the east coast of Scotland. Swinery means something about, well, a pig farm. Sinewy. Sinewy, okay, sinewy. Yeah, yeah she's got it. sinewy arms, mate. Yeah, you can't just make up words, well, Mike. Let's, let's, let's not forget that. All right, well, yeah, so anyway, yeah, so the washing machine's broke, so I'm going to have to phone some dickheads to fix it, which is not ideal. Also, another great revelation from today, apart from <laughs> finding out that your cleaner breaks your washing machine on purpose and that she's really strong is for uh, your flatmate called Ed Sheeran, completely by accident and not trying to be funny, <laughs> Ted Sheeran. <laughs> Ted Sheeran, which, as I was saying, just, just brought back Ralph and Ted from a from fast from from show. And I do feel like in that situation, though, like Ted Sheeran would actually be the Ralph character, just randomly harassing some roadie who was just like, no, I'm okay, thanks, Ted. Yeah, he'd be more <laughs> in the, uh, the, the current climate of a harasser. Yeah, I think. yeah, you know, 
Well, not casting any aspersions, just just if he was in this particular make-believe world, which as far as I know, he's He'd not. be a predator. Ted he definitely Sheeran. would. He, Ted Sheeran's a bad guy. Ted Sheeran's evil, I imagine. He <laughs> <laughs> must be. Yeah, alright. So anyway, before we get onto actual real-world sport, just uh, Predictatron, as you know, we, we had that hacker last week of City to beat Arsenal at home. Uh, Newcastle and Bournemouth not both to score. And then Watford to beat Everton away. And then for some reason, it was all going really swimmingly until about 60 minutes in the Watford game when something weird happened and um, and it all went to shit. David Unsworth proved you wrong. I was always his biggest fan, I was saying. I feel like week. he's not proved me wrong, mate. I feel like he's... Uh, I, I do feel like that result will edge him closer to getting the job like, till the you end of the season. You feel like, in hindsight, that result might end up being an actually bad result yeah yeah because no offence on Unsworth I don't, I don't know I seem not in too much of a rush Everton unlike West Ham yeah to do something because West Ham have done something with your man David Moyes which yeah I mean not in a mean way I've got nothing against Moyes on a personal level I wish Moyes well like you know he was he was poor at United in, in my estimation mom. but he hates women aid yeah he does a bit doesn't he Although, like, Moisey's won more than any other. Like, I, I don't know, it just it didn't feel that sexist to me. Like, he just... Because his thing he was just... He just seemed like a man on the edge. Yeah, and, like, I just think Moisey's the kind of guy who would threaten to slap a, a fella. Like, I think the fact that he was she was a woman had nothing to do with his, with his suggestions. Anything, he he's more equal than the rest of us. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like, well, you know... She, like I'm, I feel like that's how he'd, he'd speak to anyone. So, you know, I, I don't know him. May, maybe he's not like that. And you know, if it was just because she's a woman, obviously, you know, that's not on. But I don't think it was at all. But don't know the man, so obviously I, I can't judge him. But I yeah. know him. Do you? And he meant it. He hates women. He told me. Uh, well, I can't get the answer. In Weatherspoon's mate, he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I've been pretending that." Uh, it was just because you know I was angry, but really I hate women and they don't belong in football. I was like, ease up, boys. There's no need for that. But <laughs> come on, mate. He just went on let, one for let, about an hour, and I like. Let me get you another sambu, come on. But that was actually, as it turned out, a bad strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's 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 a dark. Yeah. Drug. To, to end it quickly, I thought I'll get him a bit more drunk. Turns oh. out the man uh, has yeah. got a constitution like a whale, <laughs> and, uh, and he just goes to a dark place. Yeah. Darker and darker and darker. <laughs> yeah, just, well, you get progressively smashed. Don't you? you don't want to know what you said about Sylvan this. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so Moisey, like I say, yeah, obviously didn't do a good job at United, but, but like, you know, I just never felt, it's not his fault, he just got a job that he wasn't good at, and then that was it, really. It like, wasn't, wasn't like he was a he was a real knobhead or anything. He just you know he just the job was too big for him at the time. So you know I mean on a personal level, I quite like to see him get back on top. Well, my brother, I was somewhere in the middle of this. Mm. Don't know if we did it on the podcast. No, week, it was before. Yeah, yeah. my brother claims he has no responsibility for Sutherland's downfall. He pretty much, it's the word admonishes. Um, it's not admonished. That means tell off. And I can't remember what you mean. Exonerates. Exonerates him from yeah. the Sunderland gig. Yeah, and um, like, look, I take your brother's point on that. I mean, Sunderland... You're, you're a bit more critical. But Sunderland, for, for me, managed the weirdest thing I've ever seen, which is to be the worst team in the Premier League for five consecutive seasons, which is just weird. Like, you know, I mean, if you're the worst <laughs> team, you're supposed to go down. But somehow survive. Yeah. But when the bottom falls out, it falls out hard. Because now they're... Are they bottom of the championship? Oh, they're... I don't know if they're bottom, but they're right in the... They no, they haven't won for about they 13 won, games. And they haven't something. won a game at home in the entire year. <laughs> like, at all. That's amazing shitness from Oh, uh, it is. And, like, Sunderland. like... And Sunderland, basically, they kept having to produce, like, real... Real heroics to, to get out of, of danger. And, like, this time it failed. So I would say, like we were saying... Within the game, it doesn't seem to have hurt Moisey's, Moisey's standing. It's just a case of... I was just thinking then, even though they have had promotions yeah. and good times, Sunderland, didn't we win the FA Cup in the 70s? The yeah, 70s yeah. in my head is only like 20 years ago, but in reality it's about 50 it's years nearly ago. 20, nearly 50 years ago, yeah. Um, 
I support Liverpool, so I understand disappointment and irritation yeah. and, you know, close misses and all that. I don't understand how someone can support a team who puts them through unrelenting misery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember saying like years. no, no. Sorry, it's not about. I, yeah, I don't understand them, but I don't mean like I don't understand them as yeah. in they're like bad people. But I more like I, I don't know how they can do it. Yeah. How do you? Do how does that, it yeah. add value to your life <laughs> yeah. to just be eternally pissed off, angry and annoyed, and cheated by the fact that you're paying to watch utter garbage week on week? I don't know. Like, like, would you even still be watching football if? This will never happen due to the um, you know mecha- yeah. mechanisms of football. But if United hadn't won at home for a year, <laughs> wouldn't you have just gone? You know what? Enough football for me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not going to stop supporting United, but I'm just going to check gonna back on you every so often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Like I mean, Sunderland fans must be like must be the best fans in the world. You must. There must be a, a gallows humour to it. Yeah, of like course, you must. But... You you know. What's that chant that I heard? Like, you, you know, you must start singing things like, you know, what's like, I don't know, you think you're good but we're shit kind of songs. What is yeah, it? Yeah, like, for favourite, my favourite I've ever heard is remember the United chant about Ronaldo, where he plays mm-hmm. him left, plays him right, that boy Ronaldo makes England look shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was. Like, it was Red Nose one, they had Stajowski, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Better chant for him when he plays on the left, he plays on the right. <laughs> That by Sajowski makes us look all right, <laughs> which is which is uh, just a, an absolutely fine song. It really is. Oh, you know, but we lose every week. We <laughs> yeah. lose every week. That yeah. kind of jive. I mean, that must be. Yeah, oh yeah, it's got to be right to be in, in the middle of it. But I couldn't do it, mate. Yeah, like I mean, you often hear stuff like like Newcastle fans often get a lot of praise for for being good fans, seemingly just because there's no other club in their city, which. I'm not sure why they get praised for that. But, like, like not in a, not having a go at Newcastle mm-hmm. fans. I am a bit, but not really. Which is, like, they turn on their team at the drop of a hat, basically. You know, like, not at the drop of a hat, obviously, but in the bad times, they get a bit Who? angry. Newcastle fans. You start, got Bobby Robson sacked. Yeah, you got Bobby Robson sacked. Don't forget that. Uh, and, like, you know, Sunderland fans are still there plugging away... Like, I, I remember saying, must must be two, three years ago, like, that Sunderland would have been better off getting relegated two years before that, so that they could just rebuild and not have to be putting up with the dirge still. Well, they had their, their big chance, probably picked the wrong guy for it, but my brother would say their big chance was when Paolo Di Canio came in and tried to give the club a shake, and halfway through the shake, well, they wouldn't even let him do the shake. Yeah, I mean, and like they did no. the classic. They did a bit, a bit like what no. Crystal Palace did with Frank de Boer, as in, they essentially sacked him for doing what they had hired him to do. So it was like he was halfway through, and it, all right. I mean, particularly for de Boer, but also like the Canio, it wasn't going great. Like, but, but it wasn't going terribly. It was it just was too many lads were complaining about not being allowed ketchup. Yeah. Now, if you're as shit as Sumberland. You shouldn't be enjoying ketchup. Ketchup should be off the table for you until you get good. You don't ketchup deserve is for winners. Yeah, ketchup is for winners. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially yeah, mayonnaise winners. as well. Yeah. All the condiments, mate, are off <laughs> yeah. the table until you start <laughs> you, being good. You, right, you get a draw, you get salt and vinegar back. But you got to win to get anything beyond salt and vinegar. You're allowed olive oil because apparently it's good for you and he's Italian. You'd have probably let yeah. olive oil, you know... Yeah, well, like, Slide. like you always say, like they did that thing. I would have run through walls for the, for uh, Martin O'Neill. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> He's gone because yeah, you shit, Mr. Canio. He's like a you know tyrant. Martin O'Neill on the other hand, we didn't we didn't run through walls, did you? And that's Martin you got O'Neill. The, you got you you couldn't even put in a bit of effort for a from what most people claim is, you know, one of the best man-managers ever. And his track record seems to suggest as much. It's not, you know... Look what he did for that, um, you know, mediocre Leicester team. Yeah. Well, they were under the ochre. They were under the ochre. quality-wise, he... Yeah, he made them... He was Sean Dyche, but better 
because he won stuff with Leicester. Yeah, that, yeah, it was a great job. Like, if yeah. you can't get it together for Martin O'Neill, then you're just bad lads. So anyway, like my point was was just going to be like, as as much as uh, obviously there's there's exonerating circumstances and stuff. For for me, as we were saying earlier, like in the football world, because he's got the West Ham job and it's a decent job. He's obviously he's not his reputation hasn't been proper hurt by it, but there's more of a look if basically if your next job goes wrong, then you also get him the blame for Sunderland if you know what I mean. He's in that kind of a position where. Well, I reckon before the uh, the Sunderland debacle, you would say, if he'd have come into this West Ham team now, before the Sunderland gig, they'd have gone, "Here's a three-year contract, mate. Yeah. Even if we go down, you're the man. You're yeah. going to term. He's got a six-month contract. Yeah, exactly. So he's still got the job. He's still in in the black because of his Everton work." But he's in the black with a disclaimer now. Yeah, and like and like once, I say, if this goes wrong, then the next team he's managing is like Ipswich. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, if I was him and this goes wrong, I'd just call it a day. Really, well, I mean, I don't. It depends how keen he is. But to... no one in football. I think we've touched on this before. Like momentum's a big thing. It really There's is. There's rarely yeah. anybody who comes back from a bad one. Yeah. Like when it starts going the other way, not many people turn it round, do they? Not really. And like, almost nobody turns it round at the same club as well. Like, that's you know, once it's once it reaches a certain point at the club, you're done. So like, Slavin Bilic has been a dead man walking almost all season. But it's a nat- it's a natural thing, isn't it? Even yeah. in real life, it happens. People become unresponsive to the same thing, even if it was the same thing that took them to the dance at the beginning, people just get bored of the same yeah, and once, thing. And once it looks like, look, you know, but footballers are still human beings. So, like, once, basically, once everyone had given up on Slavon Village, that's it. So as soon as the players are like, this guy's not getting out of it, he's getting sacked, then that's it for that team. Like, yeah. the only way to, to get anything back is, like, he has to go. Yeah, even in, oh, all you players have to go. In my job... Once a few people have turned against the boss, and things aren't going right, then you're you turn next, and there's nothing that can stop that domino effect of yeah. a lack of faith in the person in charge. No, nothing. no, no. Anyway, oh, just I was thinking when we were talking about why you support football teams and stuff. I was watching, um, I think, an interview with Noel Gallagher about Man City, oh, yeah. and he was like saying how you know he's all. Like, what do you think? You prefer the new city or the old? And he was like, I don't understand people who prefer the old city. It's way more fun now being the best. Yeah, of no. course it is. But there are people like your favourite boxer of all time, Ricky Hatton, who just would prefer the old days. They want the old days back. Look, I mean, it's obviously... There's obviously... Look, what they want back is, is how football used to be. They'd, they'd prefer to be this city in the 90s. Like, obviously they... You know, they probably don't see it like that. But, like, because, like, the fact that they see it like this is part of modern football. But, yeah, football's definitely changed. Um, for for, mo- for most grassroots fans, I'd say it's changed for the worse. It's a lot better now for the casual fan. Football is, is way worse for people who like <clears throat> football in a way that isn't like liking movies. Yeah, for people who really identify with their club and, like, Real, feel like they're part who don't of like it. football it's as a pop now. culture thing yeah it's it's way worse I'd say yeah it's way worse than it was in the 90s but you know that's just how it is at the same time it's like overproduction values around it are fucking sky high and everything but but like I mean that United Chelsea game at the weekend like a good example it's one of the biggest games of the season you know obviously there's, there's probably bigger games I thoroughly enjoyed one. it mate just because you lost. No, I mean, it's not just because I, I, I lost. If there was no... You know, I don't want to use the word passion because I think it's one of the stupidest and most overused words in English football. But there was, like, the game was pretty... It was pretty clinical, just, uh, you know... Could have been any game just dropped in there. Could have been any game between two decent teams in England from, like, the last six years. Uh, they had very little in the way of personality, that game wasn't anything to really is it, is it an English thing because well maybe the, not the, but no I mean because 
Like, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund mm. is always a good spectacle. Yeah. Like, the quality of the game and the drama is always pretty good. Pretty high standard. El Clasico always delivers as a spectacle. But two, a game against two big guns in the Premier League always has the feel which you just described about it. Like, it never seems to catch fire yeah it just seems to be oh it's just this game again and they cancel might... each other out and somebody wins by a tight goal yeah but there's not you know there's no flashes of brilliance on display is there there's no it's quite rare and there's just no you know there's very little there's little creativity I find in these games yeah but definitely lot... United are really lacking in creativity at the minute well, we've got like a proper we've got some players who You've got people like Martial and Rashford who if they had like you know, they had a real creator in the middle, could could really hurt you. But they're not gonna they might beat a man or, or something, but in general, you know. But they're kinda of allowed to they need balls to run onto and stuff and definitely Lukaku is the same. But Mourinho hates lads with creativity. Not all of them. Um He likes Urzel. Bit weird. It is it is more <laughs> than a little weird, yeah, but he does. Because uh, yeah, in the press See, I've not read much about it, but I've seen a few headlines, and I can kind of get what they're getting at. Is you know they have uh, pictures of the uh, people he let go at Chelsea, yeah. who are now flying. Hmm. So you know Salah, he let go for what was it twenty million less, like eighteen. It wasn't terrible. And now look at yeah. him. Then you've got um, guy who's re- well rebought, not for the same team, but Lukaku. Hmm. And then De Bruyne. Well, apparently that like I don't know whether. I mean, De Bruyne is a drop bollock. Yeah, De Bruyne is a mean, drop bollock. Yeah. Lukaku, you can say he maybe needed that, and he spent a couple and of good years. Yeah, and but, Lukaku, when he joined United, yeah. basically said, "Look, I wasn't ditched by Chelsea. I basically went, I want to play." And Mourinho went, I "Can't really guarantee your first team." And then Lukaku was like, "Can I go then?" And Mourinho was like. Yeah, and he was one. way he was he was a real rough diamond then as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, even I could nobody could have seen how good Lukaku would have been at Everton. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> he was quite good at West Brom, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like. Why, he am, I, was, why am I defending Jose? I, actually, when yeah. when they sold yeah. Lukaku, I was like, why sold Lukaku? He's better than Torres actually, already. I, yeah, I think I'm lying to myself. I was like that. Yeah. Anyway, this is poor business, even at the time. Yeah. But whatever, slightly more defendable, maybe. I think but, Salah was was more of a like nobody could he didn't play enough at well, Chelsea. My, my brother opinion, would but, my, my brother would say the opposite, but I don't watch as much foreign football as as my brother does. But he, when he sold Salah, was like, "What's he doing? This yeah, lad's yeah. really good." Um, but you know, he's a bit more of an, an aficionado than I am. But the the, the Bruyne thing was like yeah. that's a massive drop bollock. Because he is arguably the best player in the league now. It's, I mean, By, so far this season, it's for me, it's not been arguable. He's hmm. been clear. I was trying to be nice, but he's yeah. the best player in the league. By yeah, he's been this season's player. In my opinion, so by by a country, by man, by yeah. some distance, yeah. Yeah, good team to watch. City, to be fair to him, they have a good good side. But well, that's the thing. You can me and you aren't the biggest. Um, I think we hate people who eulogise yeah, over Guardiola. I don't have that much more of a problem than, with more him. than the actual man. This himself. happens to me a lot. Yeah. It happened to me with Harry Redknapp. It's like, why can't I Ed Sheeran, Harry Redknapp? And Ted Sheeran, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I do dislike Ted Sheeran. Um, but you don't mind Ed? No, I've got nothing against Ed. He's fine. It's this Ted guy. He's <laughs> fucking everywhere, that Ted. Anyway, but yeah, like, uh, like you say, I, I, I don't like being told that Guardiola has changed football or revolutionised football or whatever. You, you would have to say in the only job he's pretty much ever had which involved a bit of coaching in the sense of actually achieving something that would be maybe, actually that's I'm talking bollocks, I'd have thought he'd have won the league easy in his first season That's I mean it, he spent yeah. enough money and he didn't but, but like, so what annoys me is now you get stories about like, oh, it's not just about the money. Look at what good coach is. He improves mm. players. Like, look how much he's improved De Bruyne. No, he, De Bruyne, lads, mm. has been this good. For that's like, what yeah, in, the, in his first year, it was the only job where it was a bit like, you know, this isn't... Com- he's not 
far and away above the competition. He might have to do a bit of coaching here. He might have to make a team a little better than what they are. He didn't. He should have won it anyway. But he, he, they, they didn't win the league. Now he spent like he spent over a hundred million on fullbacks. Yeah. But at the same time, if you've got money and you can buy those people. Ease the man who you yeah. want because they're going to pay play spectacular, football. and they're going to win as well. Yeah. Like they're going to win most of the time. <clears throat> so like, which yeah, is, which is what the the um, I don't know, like, well, you're a United fan. When you're at a big club, most fans at these big clubs want to win in a certain way. Well, everyone wants to win in that way. It's yeah. like a if you're not a big club, you've kind of no. I mean, I'm as a Liverpool fan, I don't care anymore. I just want to win. I'd take a guy who just plays pragmatic, <laughs> yeah, you dog shit football <laughs> as long as it got us some silverware. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. But if you're at United or City or Madrid or Bayern Munich, you know they, they sacked Ancelotti. They did to get your pints over. Um, you want to win with a bit of style, so I don't know how. How even if I don't know how Mourinho can succeed at United. In yeah, a much, it's, it's like a higher level West Ham. Mm. It's like even if he bags a league, how long? I mean, I don't see the longevity in Mourinho. No, I mean, there's all, I don't see how it can possibly work. There's a lot of talk about him joining Paris at the minute. It could be just contract thing, but like, and yeah. you're not going to win the league this year. No, I mean, like, I because Man City. Uh, quite often, you say stuff like this, and that that team flies. There's always a chink in the... I think they might have enough of a gap already, though. Like, I think they might be able to ride out a, a bad spell. But, I, yeah, like, exactly what you just said. I really think they're going to run away with it this year. Yeah, I can't even see them having a, a prolonged bad spell. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, it does always happen, but that squad... Yeah. It yeah is, it's, uh, it's very, very it's strong sexy. Spell. It really is, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, like like you say, look, I don't... I'm more than willing to accept that, that Pep Guardiola is a very good football manager and that if you've got money, like, he's definitely a go-to guy. But he, he's not changed football in any way. Like, I don't, like... I don't even... It, it's like people think he invented the concept of patting. Like, lads, he, <clears throat> he's done nothing revolutionary. Like, his, his Barcelona team but- played... Exactly as Barcelona had played before that for like 20 years. I hear the Sui say something like this, yeah. Graeme Souness. He said, like, uh, in the modern game, people are constantly telling me that football's being recreated and that there's these new things and these new positions. So the, I played in three European Cup finals and in two of them, fullback scored from open play. Yeah. This attacking fullback thing, like it's a new thing, is bollocks. They've been around before. Yeah, and it's just um, the thing. The thing that annoys me most, especially about Kennedy, Daniel. was it Alan Kennedy for Liverpool? Yeah. He was like everything I read about him claims he was a really attacking fullback. Well, like Forrest's fullbacks were attacking in their um, Champions League win. <clears throat> didn't didn't one of their fullbacks score their winner in their I, first? Champions I think League? so. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, like what annoys me most about Guardiola, like not actually about Guardiola, Again, it's the public reaction to him. It's like, don't well, treat is, him like the fucking messiah. That's all I'm asking. This is um, when football became... Like, do credit him when he's good. Like, I'm not... Like, this current City team, like, so far this season, they've been pretty sensational. But, when you're on Match of the Day, right, and you preface a bit where, where you're about to turn to Alan Shearer and ask if we've ever seen football like this, about you know how attacking they are and how effective they are going forward, you can't start that segment with and they've scored thirty six goals and you know I mean that which is uh, that's, that's unbelievable isn't it I mean obviously when we have Robert Mancini that year they scored thirty seven but you know they didn't go into the league so I'm going like no that so like you can't act like it's never been done before if it has like it's just weird and and no one likes you yeah anyway. But yeah, that, that's that, that's what annoys me. And like, but like I say, like praise him when he's going well. But when he makes mistakes, just acknowledge him like you would for normal people. For example, 
I mean, last year he had incredible bouts of shitness. Yeah, like real prolonged ones. But but again, like now, because it's gone well this year, we're supposed to forget the fact that... And like we're back to everything he touches turns to, to, to gold. He's like, he, he's worked, he's managed. Well, last year he didn't win the league when Inbov stuttered around this. His team were better than everybody else, but not ridiculously better than, I, than everyone else. In personnel, I mean. You know, you'd say, yeah, he had a better squad than, but, you know, they weren't... At the beginning of the year, I still thought that team's the best team in the league. Mm. But it wasn't... Like, now it's ridiculous how much better his team is. Mm. By just, you know, how you're judging that, just by how much he spent, which is usually the way in football. The yeah. best team is cost the most money. It's worth noting, actually, just on, on that, that um, United have spent a lot of money since... Fergie uh, retired and at the end of those four years or however long it's been it's been four years and a bit like our squad has got weird gaping holes in it still <laughs> and it's like lads why don't we have a left back so how we do we've got Luke Shaw Luke Shaw's dead or something or like he's been kidnapped by pirates something's going on like that's well, just he's just decided quite late in his life that he loves eating and he's become a morbidly obese yeah I'm like you know I mean Centre mid. Oh, was always a bit of a chubber, Luke Shaw, wasn't yeah. he? He looks like one of those lads who has to rein it in. We have literally bit. no one in our squad who can cross either. Which isn't great when you're Romelu Lukaku, you know what I'm saying? Or when you like playing like Jose Mourinho does. No, yeah, it's really weird. We've got I no mean, one. The most don't... ridiculous signing he made, Jose Mourinho. Did he make the uh, Mkhitaryan signing? He did sign Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Right. Do you watch German football, Jose? Do you realise why you get rid of all your wingers? You realise he's worse at, or better at what you don't like than anybody you've ever bought. This what? is this is so not going to work. It's untrue. I had high hopes for Victorian. Unfortunately, as well as not being a particularly Mourinho player, he's also shit. I mean, that's well, harsh. Well, like, well he, he was. He's when very you got him, he was the best player in Germany. Germany yeah, officially. You, yeah, you know how that works. So. Like, um, but in Germany, you know what he did? What he wanted, his yeah. job in the team was he does what he wants. Yeah, unfortunately for us, like, and you know, you can never really tell how it'll go when you get a player to as, as good as Dortmund were, a bigger team. Um, like, he's, he's very, he just goes missing. Like he, just he doesn't. There is no position for him at all in that team. Right, like you know, when he's playing at number ten, which he he does, like he just goes missing. Like he's just not there. Like it, and if you do pass him the ball, he just loses it immediately. Like he's been really bad. He does look like a man whose confidence is shot. To be fair, yeah, and like, but yeah. he, he remember at Dortmund in his first year, we'll pass he, he couldn't score. Yeah, no, we'll pass that first year. He's just he's but, getting. But much. I mean. If it if if it took that time to acclimatise at Dortmund with complete freedom, how the hell was it going to work at Man United? Yeah, I know, but yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, it's not playing as now. well in a not being even not even being allowed at United as well to do what he actually. You know what I haven't does. seen a lot of talk about, but has definitely happened. Like obviously in Mourinho's first year, particularly when he first joined, there was all that talk of. Oh, this is bad for for one matter because he's just gonna get dumped by Mourinho again. And then Mourinho's like, "Oh no, I like Wan. It's all right, Wan. You're in the team." Yeah, now that he's a little bit closer to having the squad he wants, Wan's out. So you get 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 out, man. Like it, it's over, it, mate. It's a bit similar to the way you utilise Rudy. It's like yeah. he kind of did it just to prove <laughs> that he didn't want to get rid of him all along. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Juan is just, he's way on the outside of, of, of the old team now. Do I no dream idea. this or the Real Madrid want him? I really hope they do, because we should just flog him to, to, to Real. Because obviously we're not using him, and I I really liked Juan Mata in his time what, at Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, what a Juan Mata, what a, a shame. Yeah. Like, what a shame of a career in, in England. Because he yeah. was he was their best player, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's been good for us, just not. You know, he's not really been any better than. No. As what happened with Mourinho at Chelsea, I mean, if there's a lad who Jose Mourinho doesn't want, it's one matter. Yeah, but like even before that, in 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 his years with with Van Al, 
They were some tough years for, for creative players with Van Al years. No, no question about that. And he scored a lot of goals, but he just never really... Like, having one matter in the team never seemed to make the team any better. Like, he might do something to, to, to get you the win, maybe, but, like, you know, you'd... The idea of a number 10, ideally, is to make your attacking players better. So, like, say a lad like Martial, you know, gets better service, looks better with a better number 10. That's how he works. Wan never really did that. Like I say, the most notable thing at United has been, like, those period where he was our top scorer for a bit. Like, he's, he's scored a lot of goals, which is like, that's nice. I'll take that. But it's not really why we bought you. You know, it's a bit like that, but... Mm gets loads of credit and his own fans kind of love him even though I think he's not that good who's that man? Alexi Sanchez yeah I think he's a complete liability and I feel sorry for anybody who like plays on his side because he just does what he wants he's really ineffective slows down the passage of play all the time mm. like he always looked they're passing it and then he likes to do his little dally for no reason like, he does so many pointless things. Yeah. He must be an absolute nightmare to play, play with. And he must piss off people a lot. But, I but then he'll do, like, some spectacular things. Sorry, mate. And he'll score, like, two goals in a 4-0 win against Hull. And then everybody will think he's great. Yeah, I've, I've seen him play really well a couple of times. And I got what everyone likes, the effort he seemingly puts in. But, like yourself, I... As far as I can tell, it's time at Arsenal... He has very much been a... He scored goal two and three in a 4-0 win. He's, that, he's been that kind of guy for him. And, like, look, this might seem harsh on, on first glance, you know, if you're new and don't realise we're harsh to people. But the, the actual statistics, see, like, they've got worse since he joined. They, they were better. If, he, if he's so good... How is he in the worst Arsenal team of the last 20 years? Yeah, exactly. Statistically, um, they're the worst Arsenal team of the last 20 years, and he is their best player, yeah, apparently. So, like, I, I, I... And, you know, I, I am not a fan of this kind of reasoning because clearly people like De Bruyne do show, big clubs do make mistakes. There's no way to get that out. Like, it's not proof. But... Barca were willing to shift him for not that much money. As in, like, and you a would, decent amount, but... And you would say, yeah, but, you know, they had Messi and... Uh, yeah. Who did he make way for? Did he make way for Suarez? Kind of. Um, the... They wanted him the year before. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Um, but they were quite, quite happy to keep Pedro around. Yeah. And, like, he'd have played enough games as the fourth man. Hmm. And yeah, they didn't see yeah, too I mean, bothered it's, it's about letting It's obviously not the be all and end all, but you know, it's it's always worth worth thinking about. Like, yeah, I mean, and like, there's an argument, you know, he'll have wanted out there, but look, that's I mean, Alexis Sanchez realistically would, would get decent game time at any club below Barca's level. He didn't have to go to Arsenal, who hadn't won anything in ages. The implication there is, you know. Like, he had to step down a bit of a level. But I don't know, like, sometimes he's really good, but I do agree with you. I think a lot of the time, he's not. He's I not just doing don't understand. as much. He's just. He's one of those guys, and you, you get him at work a lot. He's just seen to be doing stuff a lot. So it's like, oh, what's he's, this guy? Doing? Oh, this guy, oh, yeah, he, he got in here and he, like, helped this guy out, and, oh, he was doing this thing with this guy. And then if you bother to actually look through it, like, all he was actually doing was just standing around and going, oh, have you tried this? And everyone was like, yeah, we've tried that, mate. Can you go away? Right. And also, why aren't you helping the guy whose job it is you you should be just helping all day? Ah, yes. oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's no, got a fucking pile on <coughs> his desk while you're scurrying around the office being yeah, just, useful. Yeah, Help just, him out instead. Yeah, yeah, why are you rewiring that plug? No one... Like, I mean, it needs doing, but, like, it would have got... doesn't need you to do it. Like, you'd be better off doing your actual work, mate. Yeah. No, I... And I... I just don't understand how... Um, when I was watching a bit of Arsenal TV last year, like the, the defence of him and the you know he's, he's not that good. He's not. He's, if anything, when I've watched him, he's been a bit annoying, and he leaves people in the shit yeah. with his selfish way of playing. Like 
don't know. I think he's only kind of effective if you play him as like a proper, well, I was going to say striker, like a poacher on Football Manager. Yeah. Where he's the furthest forward and he can do what he wants. But then there's people who are well better at that than him. Mm. So what do you want? Because you can't play him as an inside forward or a winger because he has no respect for team shape whatsoever or patterns of play. He just does his own thing. Well, while we're on that, actually, that reminds me of something else I was testing you about the weekend. Like, if you don't trust him, why do you sign Alexander Lacazette? Like, this is not, it's not the first time he did it against Liverpool as well. Like, if you're not going to play him in the big games, why, why have you signed him? Because I think Wenger has basically, I think he's like the worst thing he's done. Because we don't know who the puppet masters are at Arsenal. I don't think anybody knows like how yeah. much say Wenger's got in, how much money he's got, or who he can buy. But there's like it's almost with Lacazette. Like there was so much pressure on him to buy a striker, he just bought him, even though he didn't really want him. I, yeah, possibly. I think he's good for like with Mustafi. All the Arsenal fans yeah. again on Arsenal TV before they actually bought him were like. Oh, why isn't he buying Mustafi? Why is he haggling over five million? With him, we'll death like he's shit. Um, yeah. Mustafi, he's rubbish. He is, yeah. <laughs> but like the thing, Grant Xhaka as well. We, he's rubbish. And so the, he might be good on Football yeah. Manager. He is quite. Good but he's manager. rubbish. You probably had better in your youth team than than what you bought for thirty odd mil. I mean, Arsenal fans are so impatient, and maybe rightly so because they pay through the nose, but. If you'd have had a bit more patience, you've got a lad now who uh, was it, is it Garnaby or however you Can pronounce his name. He plays. He's by Munich. Think he's good enough now. So you could have had him for free because you know. But no, you you were too impatient, and now he's. Well, he's I think he's on loan somewhere. Yeah, he's out somewhere in Germany. It's, but it's he's safe. good enough for them to think that he's yeah. he could play at that level. But now you wanted to get rid of him and buy. Well, I think it's like my thing that summed up, I think, both so I think, of our points there, which is like mm-hmm. the Sanchez thing and, and, and how kind of generally, like a lot of his work is is ineffective or far less effective than, than most people see it as. And like basically when they brought on Lacazette, right, leading their line against City, even before he scored the goal, he had done more that was effective and that made them look dangerous and he's like five minutes on the pitch than Sanchez did with 60 minutes as the figurehead of the attack it's like you know I mean I know that guy runs around a bit but that guy's an actual striker and like he's kind of scored a goal as well that's like like this is what you want like Galaxy Sanchez as you know as he's, talented he's a as he is as busy as he is for me you've got to go Lacazette well, you've got to go with Lacazette in a game like that. You only get one chance in that game, and they essentially did. I know it didn't help them. Like, but, like, Lacazette's got to put it away. Sanchez is going to try and back heel at him. Don't know why, but he's got to give it a go. And do four step-overs before he does it. Yeah. Not not a great lad, old Sanchez. And then he's not going to score, but everyone's going to talk about what a good effort it was. I'll tell you what, actually. One, one other thing, just as, as a United fan... I really hope we sign Ozil in, in January. Like, I'm big on that. Well, it is, it's such a weird anomaly that a man who seemingly you'd think Mourinho would hate yeah. got the best out of him that anyone's ever seen. Yeah, I, I know. Well, like, <laughs> I'd, like, I mean, I, it honestly, must be it. if he goes to United. The instructions for everybody else just must be he can do what he wants, but you're basically now a wing back. <laughs> What? Wait, what? But, I'm, but I am um, I'm Marcus Rashford. I'm a striker. You're playing on the right wing, but because of Ozil, you're a wing back, mate. <laughs> I don't know how it What about Martial? What about me? You're the left wing back. Yeah, I just uh, I honestly think I I understand why people get annoyed at Ozil and you know, he drifts out of games and, and stuff. But I do think with our attack, he could do some nice stuff, Ozil. Like, I think. Well, he, I, I it don't understand wrong. why people get so miffed with Ozil. He's like the anti-Sanchez, mate. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, but Ozil, he played two nice passes that created both our goals and we won 2-0. But he didn't trap back. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. It's at least one year in his time here he's got the most assists in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, isn't he quite high on the all-time yeah. assist? Yeah, he's just... But because he doesn't run around like a twat, he's... Also, he's a number 10. If you've not got much of the ball, yeah. then, I mean, I don't see, because he plays in a lot better team, but I don't see... David Silva putting in more effort than Meza Ozil. Oh, just while we're on David Silva, another thing I had to you over the weekend. Alan Smith is the absolute king of. Alan, you've got to pick a man of a match in this City game. There's been no outstanding candidate. David Silva been on the pitch at any point. Yes, he has, Alan. I'll go David Silva. Okay, Alan. <laughs> you are intelligent. Well done. Uh, good for you. You mate. understand the game. Like. I, it used to, it's bothered me for, for for years that phenomenon. I think De Bruyne won it at the stadium. Yeah, De Bruyne did win it at the stadium because, and honestly, I didn't think it was one of De Bruyne's better games by any stretch of the imagination. He's played a lot better this year. He, so one of the things, right? One of the differences for me between David Silva and De Bruyne in that match, which I'm sure led Alan Smith to his conclusion that David Silva was man of the match. He didn't. Alan Smith had decided that before the match because that's how Alan Smith worked. He decided that on the car, in the <laughs> yeah. car, on the way to the stadium. Yeah, yeah it's his default setting, like like we're our world player of the year is. Which one of Ronaldo or Messi's won anything? Him. Give it him. Anyway, but like one of the things that like Kevin De Bruyne did misplay, so I had a couple of passes cut out where like if they hadn't been cut out, you know. If there'd have been big chances or probably goals, and basically, like you know, like if by his own standards, like his his final ball wasn't as amazing as it normally is, but he did no, try and do that. Yeah, final no ball. point during the match did David Silva like. There was no point where he could have set anything up. So you know that's what you want from from your number ten. Like you don't want some guy who's just just keeping. You don't want Xavi playing at your number ten. As great as Xavi was. That lad, you know, dictating tempo and everything, should be a lot further back than than a David Silva. David Silva is in your team to create chances. Well, I think, you know, as Ozil showed at, um, at Real Madrid, even though he plays a bit higher than Xavi, it's all good in dict- dictating the tempo, but only if the guys who run behind are really good. Yeah. I mean, if you're dictating tempo, but your more direct guys are shit, you're just passing it sideways all the time and being really ineffective. And I think that is one of the... That's Ozil's problem at, at Arsenal to some degree. Like, a proper possession team is harder than number 10. It's like, if all we're doing is, is laying it off, then your number 10 is essentially pointless. Like, what's the point of it? I also... It, it weirds me out that, that in England we use the word number 10 for that kind of player. Like, that's always been a thing here. Like... I think we picked it up from Italy. I'm not sure. Like, that's what they call a number 10. But over here, a number 10 used to be John Toshak. Like, it was <laughs> Niall Quinn, lads. He was knocking a ball down. And that's, why, and that's why, in my opinion, Ozil is a bag of wag. <laughs> because he's, he's never he's, winning anything in the air, that lad. He just, yeah. He's, he doesn't want brain damage. Like, it, actually, just as a more general rule, that's one of the interesting things about English football now. Like, it's real noticeable. Like, Ozil's the best example of it. Of, like, a lot of people playing abroad get loads of credit for stuff that... If you come to England and start doing it, then all of a sudden it's a bad thing. Like, he never did. But, like, Andrea Pirlo, if he came to England, would just... Like, honestly, you'd, you'd spend game Like, if they ever went wrong for his team, all you'd hear on Match of the Day is, yeah, well, Pirlo, he's got 99% pass completion, but he's got to be doing more for me. Look, this here, he needs to be knocking that long to, to the winger. It's like, that's not how he... Look at Kevin Davis, look how pissed off he is. Yeah, it's like, but, lads, you, <laughs> you told me this guy was redefining football and stuff. Yeah, but, like, you know, he's just not... He's just... He, he plays sideways passes. Like, he'd essentially get the treatment Michael Carrick got for a lot of his career. Not saying Michael Carrick is as good as Pillow at all. But, people would treat him in the same way of, oh, you know, this lad... He just, he's not for me, Clive. Safe. Not for me. Plays it, not for me, Clive. He, he just looks like he doesn't want it. That's true. Never puts a tackle in. Won't put his foot in, Mike. Won't put his foot in. Unbelievable. So, and like Urzel, Urzel for me is the best example because it's like people like moan about him in this Arsenal team. It's like 
mate, not four years ago, you told me that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah, but he was different at Val. No, he wasn't. This is the exact same person he was at Val. Yeah, but he played better for them. Yeah, he had better players around him. Well, he had, well, I was going to say, maybe not better. No, he definitely had better <laughs> yeah. players around him. But he also had players who liked to run in behind. Yeah. Unlike, That's it. He also had, which Arsenal, as long as I've seen them, I haven't had since I think Ian Wright. Obviously, Omri was just glorious. So, you know, he made up for it by being just glorious. They had a total scav uh, at Real. They had some guy whose only goal in life seemed to be, I just want to score goals, lads. Just give a ball, me and I'll score. The kind of guy who gets annoyed if you don't pass to him, but you score. But, yeah, well, what you just said, he had, he had Thierry Henry with him, but he also made Ian Wright look incredible. Mm. But Ian Wright is a very good footballer. It's not like yeah. he was dog-turred before. But Ian, even Ian Wright would, well, he says constantly and publicly... Jesus, when Dennis Bergkamp arrived. Yeah. <laughs> the best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but how would, you know, that's the thing. How would Dennis Bergkamp cope if you put um, Arsenal's current crop around him? I mean, how would Dennis Bergkamp cope if his strike partner was Oliver Giroud? Yeah, um, that's not a slight on Giroud. I like yeah. Giroud. Like, I think Giroud gets a real make... better... Like, for example, I would, think... Would you say Dennis Bergkamp was the number 10 for Arsenal? In the way people say number 10 now? Yeah. So, how would he cope with not having a guy who was just like, you know what, I don't want to play nice one-twos with you, Dennis. You get the ball, right? And then you <laughs> hoof it behind the last man, and I'll run onto it, and I'll score. Yeah. I mean, hoof is a harsh yeah. term for what Bergkamp used to do to effects. Again, very, very good. But you're right, and like that's the thing. Like, it's not just about how good the players are, it's about what they do as well. Like, Olivier Giroud, for example, if I think I'm if, saying Giroud because that's what Ozil's had, yeah, apart from this season. Even though the guy you would say would be a bit more direct, like Lacazette, doesn't actually play, yeah. And like, I think that if Everton had managed to sign Giroud, they'd be in like Cumin would still have a job, basically, because they'd have a focal point of the team that work for Everton. They'd get it into him, you know. They'd get it mixer. Yeah, stuff like that. And Giroud would be good at that. And, like, he's good for Arsenal. But, a bit like some of... A bit like how I feel about West Ham spending in the summer. It does feel like a lot of the time Arsenal would just buy random guys for no clear reason. You know what? Going back to what we were saying about um, Wenger before and that guy who now plays for Bayern Munich, but not really. Yeah. I think Wenger's in his last little segment of his Arsenal career, his mistake, if anything, has been, in my opinion, not bottling it, but like going halfway house. Yeah. He's done so that, yeah. he's, you know, he's, is it cowtailed the word? Uh, cowtowed. That. What is it again? Cowtowed. Cowtowed. I don't know. What it yeah, he's, he's cowtowed to the fans a bit. But not enough to make them happy. And he's done stuff that I don't think fits into what he's trying, what to, do. He's trying to do. So he's bought the Mustafis and the Xhaka's and the Sanchez's. And even Ozil, maybe, you can put in. But the thing Players is that, he wouldn't, Ozil, good yeah. signing. The right signing for that team? Probably not. So he's done that to keep people, you know, a bit happy. Mm. But then he's gone against, you know, his philosophies of bringing his own players through and I know it's ended up being well you see Arsenal now in every big game a massive mess yeah like you know you can bring everything back and now they're playing 3-5-2 I mean it's it's all it's all very strange at least when it was I mean Wenger like even in his latter part of his Arsenal career when he hasn't won much he did phenomenal things doing exactly how he wanted to do things without that much pressure like getting that team in the Champions League final with mm. some of the play not the champ. well yeah getting that team in the Champions League final but getting that team in the Champions League year on year out by you know with the model of selling their best players mm. every year and then you know buying the likes of Arteta and Ayl Berkovic 
And, um, I don't think they did time work of it. I think you're thinking of the other one. Um, the other one is just a terrible way to describe the other Israeli footballer that, that I know of who played in a similar role but wasn't Berkovic. Who is that player? I can't remember. Jossi Benayoun. Jossi Benayoun. Jossi Benayoun. Jossi Getting him in the Champions League every year was was incredible. Yeah. But he did that on his own terms and recently I think he's been doing, like I say, a bit of halfway house. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've... Granit Xhaka, I think, is a good example of that. It's like, you didn't want Granit Xhaka, did you, mate? Yeah. But the Arsenal fans did. He was the answer to everything. He's been a pile of bollocks, lads. <laughs> he's been really rubbish. It's on you, that lad. It's on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's been, he has been bad. <laughs> he really, he's really, he, really he's really a terrible bad. footballer. Mm. Yeah, like, it feels like, bringing everything back to football manager again, it feels like he's done a little bit of, like, you know, like you're getting towards the end of a football manager season, and you're like, you know what? Like, what I need in the summer is I need like a left back, and I, and I need like, I need a you know a striker, and that'll sort me out, and like I'll be really good after that, and that you know, that that's gonna be great. See, what I'm gonna do is not got a lot of money, so I've got to do this. And then you go, I'll just see what's on the list, and you're like, oh fucking hell, that's the best midfielder I've ever seen on the list. I'll just buy him. So, you know, oh, over time, I was still. I can shit. imagine just at the time, you know, Wenger being like, oh, there's this this guy from Toulouse. Really good, nineteen-year-old kid. He's could get him for three point five million. Fans are gonna awesome. You can't keep doing this, mate. Yeah. It's gonna be a, granite jacker is what they want. You can't keep buying nineteen-year-old Frenchmen who no one's ever heard of. You've got to buy. All right, I'll buy Jacker then. Keep him happy. Yeah. I don't think he'd have done that ten years ago. Maybe not. And they wouldn't be. To be fair, if he'd have stuck to his principles, which you know people had started to get really pissed off at because I guess in the Arsenal fans like ideas it was if he just stopped buying these unknowns and just buy the big names like everybody else we'll 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 win the league. Um you're in a worse position now than you were when you were paying off a six hundred million stadium. Yeah. You're shitter now. That is true. You're further behind than you were when you could buy Yossi Benium, who wasn't Yossi Benium. You were close to them with Yossi Benium, who wasn't Yossi no, Benium. It was Yossi Benium, it wasn't Ayal Berkovic. Whoever, that Israeli <laughs> bloke. You were closer with him than you are with Alexis Sanchez. True. So, I hope you're happy now. Mm. Arsenal people. Yeah, they're. Well, you know. I mean, they're not. They're what they are, I mean, at least they go see good football along the way. You know, good football. In inverted commas, like there's a, you know, I don't know, someone gets to decide what good football is, and if you don't play like that, it's not good. Weird, weird thing about football. I was always a bigger fan of like, like I, I, I do like a very like a quick counter-attacking team. It's my favourite kind of thing to watch. That's why your favourite team of the uh, the modern era is that Bayern Munich team. team. Yeah. They like, didn't they didn't tick attacker it. No, they just went for the throw every time. With really fast and direct players, I love it. It's like it's there's not like there's nothing in football. I don't care what like maybe no, I don't care what you say, right? That you know that goal Brazil scored for for nineteen seventy one that always wins best goal ever. Mm-hmm. Look, I, Carlos not, Alberto. Yeah, Carlos Alberto. About forty years before he played for Porto in in Mourinho's team, a bit weird. Kept himself. Remarkably fit. Yeah, fair play to him on that. But yeah, like that goal is not as much fun to watch as um, I don't know what the best example of a counter-attacking goal is, but like a sweeping counter-attack is a more exhilarating and pleasing sight for a football fan, in my opinion, well, than that. The goal. most pleasing sight of uh, this week's football was. Have you seen Salah's goal? I haven't actually, no, because I am. Um, I got all exactly, uh, watch. It's exactly um, <laughs> what you're describing. Like oh. the, the one that like the one, one I can remember offhand is is the um, I think Rooney eventually scored it against Bolton where basically him and Ronaldo just go up up the pitch and then they just do like one two and one of them digs it over the keeper pretty sure it's Rooney like it's just one of those it takes him about twelve seconds but yeah it's just like boom and you are done lads it's glorious I love it anyway that's that's about now by the way Mike is it good because I've needed a piss for the last 25 minutes okay that's hot off the presses oh just one quick thing on prediction obviously there's no Premier League or Champions League this weekend Uh so 
I did it for League One and League Two, but it, it didn't really have any. You were fixed your way problem. A fixed your way problem, yeah. But but it didn't really have any particular. It only it had rubbish predictions, so I was like, I'll just leave it. So I'm gonna gamble our eight pound that we got back from from our thirty last week on internationals over the weekend. We'll see how that goes. There's no, I've got no prediction for that, so I'm just gonna have to do it at random. So it's so yeah, but hopefully the prediction on back for next week. Right, so yeah, we'll catch you then and we'll get Robin on. We talked about sport tonight, didn't we? Yeah, for a full solid hour. And I didn't get right wing about anything. Well, there was that bit where you started all those suspicious hand gestures, but other than that... that was off off, um, (laughs) off microphone, I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair enough. As much as I want. Alright, yes, but yeah, we should get Robin for for, for next week. Because he watches sport. Yeah, he loves loves a bit of it. Loves a bit of it. (laughs) Alright, catch you later, gang.